Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Injured Reserve Podcast with your host, me, myself, and I, Mitchell Anderson. And first of all, I just got to apologize to some of my listeners out there. Man, I've been crazy busy these last two weeks. I just got done with school and ended up picking up a second job. So I just been, I really just haven't had the time. If I had, I'd just been sleeping. I can't lie. So, uh, but with that being said, I apologize. Totally two weeks overdue, but let's just jump right into it. Uh, a couple of things to be in question, you know, uh, two, three weeks left in the NFL to go. Um, Things are starting to unravel here and there. Um, you know, some of the main concerns, the Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy debate, you know, who's to blame, who's to hold on. Um, uh, LeBron in Los Angeles, can they hold on to that fourth seed? Can they do better this year? Uh, can they? Are they willing to grab Anthony Davis this year? A lot of rumors swirling, swirling about that. Um, uh, is Cam Newton uh, uh, showing signs that he's on the decline as well uh will we ever see that mvp cam uh from the years past back in 2015 which seems you know sees uh, years ago further than that but with that being said uh and also is tom brady is this is this the final year is he gonna ride out into the sunset regardless super bowl or no super bowl would new england hold on to him uh is he sh- finally showing signs of decline father time is undefeated we all know this but with that being said, let's jump into the Aaron Rodgers debacle. So a lot of people want to say this and that. Uh, I don't care what, you know, I some of y'all that have listened to my podcast in years past already know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. He's a good player, but he's not necessarily great. He's not on that Brady level. Hell, I don't even think he's on that Phillip Rivers level, considering the fact that, yes, Rodgers does have a Super Bowl and Phillip Rivers does not. But... Let's not forget that Super Bowl back in 2010, right? That 2010 season, uh, Clay Matthews, A.J. Hawk, Charles Woodson won Defensive Player of the Year that year. I mean, that defense was stacked. There's no doubt about it. So yes, Aaron Rodgers filled his role. He had a, you know, he had a great year. But nonetheless, I don't care who you are. I mean, we got read between the lines here. And the thing is, yes, Mike McCarthy is a bit to blame, but also Aaron Rodgers has to take credit where credit is due. And where, uh, with that being said, he does have to take the blame as well. When you're being the highest paid quarterback in the NFL and you are only 5, 8, and 1, and you're missing the playoffs for a second consecutive season, 23 touchdowns, 2 interceptions, he's going to eclipse 4,000 yards uh, passing 97 quarterback rating but with that being said when when times get rough for some particular reason he does not want to take the risk down the field or for whatever reason I mean if you look at it it come the fourth quarter within seven points when this team is down he has a 55% throwing the ball um He's, I I don't know how to put it into words to be honest with you. I mean, he's he hasn't won a road game, and it's odd. It's like he's thrown sixty one percent on the road, eleven touchdowns, one pick. It's just it's crazy. Like, cause the thing is, people want to give him the excuses. He doesn't have any help. Aaron Jones, their running back. He has a chance of get, getting a thousand yards rushing this year. He's averaging five and a half yards a carry, eight rushing touchdowns. I mean, 
doesn't take a rocket scientist, but he has pretty more than uh, enough help in the backfield. Packers defense, ranked 15th overall. It's not good, but it's not bad. You know, you can still get the job done there. It's just he's had opportunity. Green Bay should be in the end. They should be in the in the wild card, no doubt about it. They should be up there with Minnesota. The Bears, I'll give you. You know, I think Chicago surprised a lot of people. They def- definitely surprised me. I didn't have them making the playoffs at all. They definitely damn near not even winning the division. But you know, um, Matt Nagy, their head, their new head coach, has done a phenomenal job there. Uh, what he's been able to do with that roster, um, Mitchell Trubisky's not really uh, that guy, that quarterback you want to lead to the Super Bowl. But that defense is phenomenal. Great pickup uh, early in, early in the season from Oakland with Cleo Mack. John Gruden's on crack. I swear, man. <laughs> uh, hit he decided to pick up uh, Nathan Peterman. I. I don't know how that man still has a job, but that's that's neither nor here or there. But uh, Green Bay should be in the hunt. They should not be where they should be at. Um, they um, they should not be five, eight, and one. And it's just they should have. They had their chances. They had their chances against the Rams. They had their chances against. Uh, Against New England, they had their chances against Detroit. It's just, man. But, hey, it is what it is, people. Some people, you know, a lot of diehard fans out there for Aaron Rodgers, but they don't want to, you know, you got to look at the stat sheet, man. Yes, he's putting up phenomenal numbers, but when it comes to fourth quarter time, he's only throwing 55%, and that ain't going to cut it. And especially when you're 0-7 on the road, you can't always blame the coach for that. Aaron Jones, over 70 yards rushing, 5.5 yards a carry. Can't can't blame the running game. Defense, ranked 15th in the NFL. Yeah, but hey, they're not in the bottom 20. So, with that being said, hey, y'all got to take accountability. Aaron Rodgers lacks that, no doubt about it. And he needs to start taking accountability for his actions. But for some reason, when it comes to him in the press conferences, he never takes credit. Tom Brady takes credit. He takes pay cuts, you know, but that's what separates, you know, one Super Bowl to five Super Bowls. I'll leave it at that. But with that being said, speaking of Tom Brady, uh, is he on the decline? He's starting starting to show weakness. He's starting to bleed. He's he's like the Russian from Rocky IV. He's cut. You know, we're finally starting to see signs of humanity in this man. It's crazy. It's just, I think this is it. My opinion, I think there's no way, like, 24 touchdowns, 9 picks, not bad. You know, hey, no doubt about it. Anyone will take that in a franchise, definitely Buffalo or Jacksonville. 24 touchdowns, 9 picks, going to get that 4,000 yards passing. But uh, he's been iffy lately the past couple games, no doubt about it. Um, One touchdown, one pick in the recent game against Pittsburgh. I was really happy about my Steelers winning that. That was much needed because Pittsburgh, that that went from them being hanging in there in that five seed, that wild card, to dropping down to seven and Baltimore taking that spot. So that was a huge win for Pittsburgh. But uh, Brady's starting to show a little bit of signs here and there. I mean, you look at the past couple games, you look at the past, let's see, one, let's see, two, four, six, seven, past seven weeks, right? 
So three, four, seven, eight. He's eight touchdowns past seven weeks and two picks. Eight touchdowns, two picks last seven weeks. It's kind of iffy. It's just it's not re- it's not the Tom Brady that we know. We it's, it's not you know when we hold to someone to that standard such as you know the goat standard. That's not exactly goat numbers. And he's already thrown more uh, interceptions this year than he did last year. So, but uh, I don't know, man. I think I think this is it. Uh, either Brady or Belichick finally call it quits. It depends how this is gonna go. I don't see them making it past the divisional round. That's just me. Um, I think right now, if I was a betting man to be a realist, um, it'll be Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Uh, for the wild card round, uh, I think that'd be an exciting game, but I think Kansas City holds on, if I'm being a realist, and then, um, I think, uh, I think San Diego, to be honest, uh, overall, I think it's gonna come down to San Diego, Kansas City, nonetheless, and, uh, the way things are shaping up, it's gonna be tough, cause I gotta see how things play out from there, cause Kansas City's gonna have to take on Pittsburgh, and then after that, I think they'll take on New England, so they'll have back-to-back road games, and then that's gotta be a lot of motion riding high, you know what I mean? I mean, you got those two big wins, uh, Pittsburgh, then New England, and then, I don't know, yeah, between them and San Diego, or excuse me, Los Angeles, uh, I think San, uh, I think the Chargers take it, and then with that, I think the Saints go, go rolling on. Uh, Rams are starting to show a little bit of weakness here and there. Jared Goff has been he's been iffy the last two games. Uh, Rams lost two consecutive now, um, but yeah, I think New Orleans uh, they're starting to show a little decline too. They barely beat. Um, Carolina, which Carolina's still in the hunt for the wild card as well at 6-8. and eight. They're hanging in there. But uh, I think New Orleans, uh, they'll take it. And uh, it's going to come down to Chargers-Saints. And I think that'll be a fun game. It's going to be odd to see. But uh, I think it's just because not, you know, for the first time in a minute, New England ain't there. So with that being said, I think uh, Chargers-Saints Super Bowl. It's going to be fun. It's going to be different. Rivers against Breeze. I love it. But uh, with that being said, I'm going to take a little uh, little break, and then you are listening to Injured Reserve Podcast. Welcome back. You are listening to Injured Reserve Podcast. So my favorite time of the year is usually about now when it comes to bowl season. I love all the bowl games. I really enjoy. I think it's great. Um, I think it's, you know, it's just it's one of those things that's nice to have on TV basically on every single day. Football's on for damn near two weeks straight, basically, you know, besides uh, Sundays and uh, Christmas. So, a couple bowl games on today. The Bahamas Bowl, Florida International versus Toledo. Uh, BYU versus Western Michigan and the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I just love these eccentric bowl names. Like, it just, it's weird, but I like it. Um, And then bowl games on tomorrow. The Birmingham Bowl, Wake Forest versus Memphis. And then Armed Forces Bowl, Houston versus Army. Uh, Army had a phenomenal season this year. Uh, They had a great uh, win, making a three-peat. 
uh, beating uh, their rivals Navy uh, for the first time since 1996. Army is ranked top 25 in the nation, so that's pretty cool. Um, I'm happy for the Golden Knights. Uh, they they've they've come a long way, no doubt about it. Uh, 10 and 2 in the year, 6 and 0 at home. Uh, they finished the year on an eight-game win streak. Hopefully, they can bring that uh, uh, bring that bowl trophy. Uh, they're fun to watch, though. I just, you know, they're for me personally. I just love the Army versus Navy because you know it's just old school ground and pound, run the ball basically, and you only see the ball get thrown maybe eight, nine times at best, maybe ten from both teams. But that's just me. I love bowl games. I love watching you know teams that you know that you know. Had a solid season and go eight and four, nine and three. So you know, everyone deserves something at the end of the day. There's so many colleges out there. Not everyone's gonna make the national title game, but everyone deserves to go on a high note, regardless, or look forward to something. I don't care who you are, whether it's a freshman or senior. You know, some seen some guys that sit out for bowl games because uh, you know when it comes to entering the draft i understand that that's fine but you know so that that gives the experience for other people going in but you also got to take in the fact that how motivated our other teams get going to that ball game you know especially when they've come so close it's like the same thing with auburn and central florida last year central florida upset auburn central florida now i believe is gonna come in more motivated this year into their bowl game i think they're gonna um they're gonna let, let up a lot of eyes this year um a lot of uh, good bowl games nonetheless this year. Uh, Florida versus Michigan, December 29th. Uh, that'll be a good one. Um, let's see here. And then, of course, you got the college football playoffs. Uh, the semifinals, Clemson versus Notre Dame uh, at AT&T Stadium. And then Bama versus Oklahoma, the Orange Bowl uh, at Hard Rock Stadium. So, uh, yeah, I just uh, I just love the bowl games. Oregon versus takes on Michigan State in the Red Box Bowl. And then if I can find it, I swear, I thought Central Central Florida. I'm looking. There it is. LSU versus Central Florida on New Year's Day, the Fiesta Bowl. Do not count Central Florida out. Uh, you know, I think they're they're on the 24-game consecutive game winning streak. So don't count them out. I think if I'm a better man, I'll take Central Florida. Wherever the spread is. I think Central Florida is probably an underdog yet again. Uh, they got snuffed not once but twice now. And I get it. The controversy surrounding Central Florida. You know, they're in a weak conference. That's why they didn't, they didn't get that playoff spot. And I get it. It makes sense. But to a certain extent, you got to give credit where credit is due. I, you know, you want they won all their games for not once but two years in a row now. They've You know, 24 games consecutive. And you don't give them that number four spot. Uh, number four spot in the play- college football playoffs. Come on now, I mean I I know they you know they they play in uh, the American Athletic uh, Conference or whatever it is, but man, you gotta give credit to those kids and the coaches. Uh, that the university itself is just two two years straight of going undefeated. You gotta give credit where credit is due, but. Uh, I hope the I, I'm pulling for them again this year. I think you know this could be a big game for them. They're gonna take it more serious than LSU. They're not gonna take it lightly, and they're gonna show the rest of the world on why. Hey, you guys should put us in the college football playoffs. Here's the reason why. So they're they're gonna not go out 
uh, on a silent note, no doubt about it. Uh, the final game for Urban Meyer, Washington versus Ohio State, the Rose Bowl game. Um, kind of, I can't lie, I'm mad that he's leaving. As a, as a Michigan fan, I'm mad that he's leaving. Because the, the, the question that's going to fall next year, say, hypothetically speaking, say Michigan does beat Ohio State, then we all know that the narrative is going to be, well, if Urban Meyer was there, they would have won. So, th- so that's going to be the narrative there, and I hate that. I want Urban Meyer to stay. You know, he's won four consecutive years against Harbaugh. I want him to stay until Harbaugh gets that first W. It's not right, but, uh, hey, it is what it is. He's done a phenomenal job as a coach. Um, you know, granted, you know, he's had his recent scandals this past year and whatnot. I, I don't know the, the whole intel on that, but uh, no doubt about it. He's done a lot of great things for that program. Uh, arguably the greatest coach of all time, right next to Nick Saban, Bear Bryant, uh, uh, Lou Holtz, Joe Paterno, Bobby, uh, Bobby Bowden, all those guys, but... That being said, um, and then you got the Sugar Bowl, Texas versus Georgia. Uh, that should be also a good one. I always like to think Michigan is the Georgia of the Big Ten, basically, and Ohio State's Alabama of the Big Ten. Uh, they have a phenomenal year, great season, can beat everybody else in the conference except that one particular team in general. Uh, Michigan loses to Ohio State every year. Georgia loses to Alabama every year. It's just, it, and I hate to admit that as a Michigan fan, but it's true. Ohio State, you know, they, they've owned us for the past seven years now. So, uh, got to give credit where credit is due. Can't, can't uh, bull jive anyone on that. And then uh, the College Football National Championship, January 7th. Uh, to be honest, I, you know, I think it's, uh, I believe it's going to come down to uh, Bama and Clemson, uh, to be honest with you. I think it comes down to those two, and then uh, we'll see how things go from there. Um, Oklahoma does have a high-power offense that can keep up with Alabama, but when it comes to that defense, that defense is just it's trash for Oklahoma. And I don't know, uh, Bama's defense, you know, it's we'll see, but uh, I think it's Bama Clemson. I would like to see Notre Dame Oklahoma. I think a lot of people would, but I don't think it's gonna come to that. But um, let's uh, let's switch things around here. Uh, as I said before, um, is Cam Newton on the decline? And I don't think so as much. He's just he. It's like uh, watching Gronk last week against Pittsburgh. You see him playing, and you can just tell he's playing hurt. A big guy that stature, like Gronk or Cam Newton or whoever, someone that's, you know, 6'4", 6'5", Gronk's about 280, 260. Well, no, I don't think he's that big. He's about around 260. Uh, same thing for Cam Newton. And you just see him moving around. He's a big fella. He's a big guy. He's going to take a lot of big hits. And... He's been struggling all the past six weeks. Uh, nine touchdowns, now nine picks. And the thing is, ironically enough, he's his throwing game has gotten a lot better. Phenomenal. Uh, improved uh, a lot better compared to last year. Um, he's thrown uh, around... Oh, excuse me. This year he's thrown 68%. It's... Uh, it, 
significant difference compared to last year where he was throwing 59%. 24 touchdowns, 13 picks. Uh, a lot better than uh, his previous two years, for that matter. It's just he's playing hurt, you know, um, and people are wondering where that MVP cam is. It's just, he's still there. It's just he's playing hurt. In the, it's crazy what he's been doing, you know, this season. It's been an accomplishment at that. Carolina doesn't really have a lot of effective weapons for him. Devin Funches, but even then, he's become ineffective here and there. He has a streaks, but he's not that go-to guy. Um, it was Kelvin ben- Benjamin, but they had that fallout, and so it's just they need they need to get some weapons for him. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, ha- you know, he has a few good games here and there. But they need that one phenomenal wideout. You give him an Antonio Brown, a Juju Smith-Schuster, or a uh, Julio Jones, or Devontae Adams, uh, he'll have a phenomenal year. And so it's just, um, yeah, uh, no doubt about it. Cam Newton, he's having a solid year. It's just these past six weeks he's been playing hurt. But besides, besides those past six weeks, he's been solid, no doubt about it. But... Um, Carolina still have a shot in the playoff spot. I don't think they're going to grab it. I think who is going to grab it is Philly. I think Carson Wentz being hurt. We all know the go-to guy now for them in Philadelphia is Nick Foles. Think they're on a two-game win streak. I think they're going to be that one team that everyone's going to look at the playoff picture and go, how, the, how in the blue hell did they grab that playoff spot? I think they'll sneak in last minute, but uh, they won't make too much ruckus in the playoffs, but they'll make noise. But uh, with that being said, I'm going to take a quick little break. And you are listening to Injured Reserve Podcast. Welcome back. You are listening to Engine Reserve Podcast. So, uh, recently, as of yesterday, um, uh, one of the greatest talents in this uh, sport of the NFL, sadly, um, Josh Gordon recently tweeted that he's going to focus on his mental health. And most likely, uh, as far as I know, what I've been reading, he's been uh, suspended indefinitely from the NFL. He failed yet again another drug test. I believe this is. God, it's about the fourth time, I think, now. And uh, he says he's got to focus on his mental health. And he's got to focus on those issues. And I totally, you know, um, praise him for that. I hope he gets the, the help and treatment that he deserves and uh, gets. Um, and it's crazy because it's a crazy world that we live in. Because um, personally speaking, um, from my viewpoint, mental health, definitely important. No no doubt about it, because the thing is, it, does, it he's a prime example of no matter who you are or what you do for a living, when it comes, uh, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to you and the person in the mirror by yourself and your thoughts alone, that's the biggest, biggest challenge that you can ever face. I don't care who you are. He's putting up all these numbers. He's he's had over seven yards receiving. He's, you know, he's 6'2", 6'3", 220, 230, you know. Phenomenal athlete, gifted, uh, you know, but man, it's just, he, obviously this young, this young man is struggling with, uh, 
some type of demons that has him. And I hope he gets that help. And it's it's just sad to see, you know what I mean? And it, it, the thing is, is, you see as of why Cleveland finally gave up on him. You know what I mean? And um, everyone else didn't bother to pick him up. And New England was like, you know, they took a chance. And things seemed fine past, you know, for the first few weeks. And then, you know, things, you know, kind of went south when Josh Gordon didn't make it to practice one time. And then the the decline started to show from there. So it's just, it's tough to watch, you know, someone of that nature, someone that young, deal with those kind of things in the spotlight. Because you you get a you get more criticism for that, and people don't understand that. People don't understand, you know, what personal adversity is when it comes to you know mental health issues, depression, anxiety, bipolar, borderline personality disorder, all those type of things. It's 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 hard to watch because I can relate to that. So I ain't gonna criticize him for that. You know. First couple times, I'm like, man, you know, how are you going to fail a drug test? You know, you're in the NFL. You can do better. You know, it's just don't do this. But then I realized it, it's something more than that. <laughs> when you get to the third or fourth time, this is more than it. To me, I see it as more as just, you know, it's not so much of a fault or a setback. It's just, if anything, it's a blessing in disguise for him. You know, it's a wake-up call. You know, now that he's, you know, suspended indefinitely from the NFL, he can finally get that help that he needs and focus on 100%. You know, Josh Gordon, he needs to realize that he needs to focus on Josh Gordon. Simple as that. The NFL, that's second. You need to focus on you. Simple as that. Point blank, period. And I hope he does get the health and treatment and attention that he needs. Um, it's just, I hate some of the people that go on, you know, online and criticize them, this and that. It's just like, we all face the exact, some of us, I wouldn't say all of us, but some of us face that same type of things that he's going through. Those personal demons that harm him, you know, um, mentally and that's getting the best of him. So, um, it's just, unfortunately for him, it's out in the spotlight cause he's an athlete, but people like myself or some of y'all listening in, you know, we, you know, obviously we're not in the NFL. We're not some type of athlete. So we all have to deal with our things on a regular day basis. And people, I just hate people like, oh, he's making all this money. Money, he, have you not getting the, the notion here? Like he's an athlete putting up, you know, a famous athlete playing for the New England Patriots, one of the best organizations in the world in the NFL. And yeah, he's making this much money, but that's, man, that should be a prime example right there. Money ain't everything, especially for Josh Gordon or whoever. It is not everything. It's just at the end of the day, it's on you when it comes to that mental health, that mental, mental well-being. So um, it just comes to a point where it's just like, look, man, you know, sit down with yourself and whoever, family members or therapists, whatever it may be, I hope. I just, I truly, truly hope that he gets the help that he deserves and needs, you know, forget the NFL, don't worry what people think of you in the NFL, don't worry about that, just do you, and that's all that matters, but um, <coughs> uh, with that being said, 
Um, I'm going to I'm going to jump into my final segment here in a few minutes. Uh, talk about the Creed 2. I watched Creed 2. Uh, it was phenomenal. I loved it. But with that being said, I'm going to take a quick little break, and you are listening to Engine Reserve. Ah, this is Engine Reserve, and this will be the final segment of the day. So as I said before, Creed 2, great movie, loved it, uh, first Creed was dope too, uh, Michael B. Jordan put on a phenomenal performance, uh, same thing with Sylvester Stallone and, uh, Dolph Lundgren, and I can't remember the dude that played Ivan Drago's son, but he did a phenomenal job too, uh, the boxing, the fights, the choreography in general was just amazing, it looked, it, they did a great job, because that, that, I can't lie, that it, it looked like you were watching an actual boxing match, put it that way. And so it was just, uh, it was a great movie, man. Uh, out of 10, I give, I give it an 8 out of 10, no doubt about it. It was, it was just cool to watch, you know, I think. Um, and it's crazy, because the uh, Ivan Drago's son, like, he got, he's huge and jacked, and he made Michael B. Jordan look small. And Michael B. Jordan is jacked and huge. That's what's crazy. So it's just those guys got super in shape like none other. I can't imagine the type of training and diet uh, demands that had to come for that movie. But he did a great job in that movie, no doubt. And then uh, Sylvester Stallone did announce that he's officially retiring the Rocky character after all these years. You know, it's it's he's he's done with that role officially. And now he's actually making another Rambo movie, which is crazy. I mean, this dude's in the 70s, and apparently this is going to be the final Rambo movie. Thank God. <laughs> I would think so. I mean, he's he's in the 70s. He's like 73. It's crazy. And he's crazy in shape still, which is nuts. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine having a grandpa that's jacked still and still works out. It's nuts. But, uh... Creed 2, great. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, the recent uh, releases when it comes to the video games, in case some of y'all haven't known uh, or have not big into the video game genre, um, Fallout 76. Uh, recent game received by Bethesda Studios. Fallout 4 was critically acclaimed, one of the best games I ever played. I God knows how many hours I put into that game. I have not played Fallout 76 personally, but from what I've been reading and from what I've been seeing and from what I've been hearing, Fallout 76 is like one of the worst games that Bethesda has ever released. There's already a top 10 reason why it's one. Um why the game is bad you know what i mean so in the the game's hardly been out a month and it's just it's that like i like the premise of the game because fallout 4 i preferred because i like off you know offline games story to yourself good story mode and that's what fallout 4 it was awesome side quests main storyline uh characters that you meet and develop cool relationships with i love that i, I love that premise 
But with Fallout 76, they took everything from Fallout 4 and just took everything from Fallout 4 and just wiped the story out with no NPCs, no people to interact with, just actual people to interact with online. So it's strictly online based and a lot of people hated that idea. That's why I was iffy on it and I have yet to grab it. It's on sale right now for 40 bucks because this is the holidays. It was already on sale a week after its release during the Black Friday. That never happens. Red Dead Redemption 2 wasn't even on sale and it still isn't hasn't been on sale yet. So um so Fallout 76 they brought in new people, right? For the online play and all the old people from Fallout's before that, from the threes, the fours, the the new New Vegas people, they kicked them out basically. And um <laughs> Like I said, it's a lot of people are, are mad about it. They ain't happy. Um, and just like I said, I I haven't played it yet. And if I'm going to play it, I'm only going to pick it up if, you know, I ain't going to pick it up for 40 bucks. I don't even think it's worth that. I've seen the gameplay, and they still have a lot of kinks to work out when it comes to online play. Because uh, a lot of things look like it's still lagging. Um, I'll probably, uh, you know, pick it up for 20 and if I have other friends that actually are playing it, that's the only reason. But um, but <laughs> I'm not gonna pick up the game when I don't even have friends that are playing it, so that's the problem. But if there's anything um, to end the year, 2018's coming to a close soon. Ah, man, Red Dead Redemption 2 is game of the year, no doubt about it. I don't care what anyone says. The Spider Man, I loved it, great game. I'm looking forward to the DLCs. I haven't tried them out yet. Um, Spider-Man, that's it's definitely top five game of the year, uh, 2018. And then you got Red Dead Redemption 2. And then probably, honestly, I I probably put up, I, I put Madden 19 up there. Um, that's my first Madden I bought in five years, so I was probably going to be a little biased. But it's it's a fun game. The graphics are phenomenal. It, it's, it's, um... It's as realistic as you can get, put it that way. Um, God, I'm trying to think of all the other games I released this past year. Um, I'm, I would say Battlefield 5 because one, it's just popular, but I'm hearing a lot of cri- criticism on that as well. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some, I, I'm a story based guy first, I'm not online play. So if y'all are looking forward to the Battlefields and Black Ops, the Call of Duties, whatever, cool. But um, my recommendations, Red Dead Redemption 2 and then the Spider-Man game. No doubt about it. If you like the Batman Arkham series, grab Spider-Man. But uh, with that being said, I appreciate y'all listening. And again, I apologize for the you know late two weeks. You know, like I said, it's been crazy. Uh, pick, you know, working two jobs and whatnot. But with that being said, uh, this is Mitchell Anderson. You're listening to Engine Reserve Podcast, and I hope y'all have a great weekend.